Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host today, Amy Hills, and my day job is as the Director of Strategy, Government and Industry with Tourism Tasmania. Talking Tourism is the podcast series especially for tourism operators and tourism professionals. It's an initiative of the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania, the peak industry body for tourism in our beautiful state. And today's episode is supported by the Tasmanian Government. It's all part of a series of podcasts being released every fortnight through the COVID-19 situation to keep Tasmanian tourism operators up to date with the latest news and developments as it relates to our industry. And of course, the support and assistance being made available by the state and federal governments, as well as our industry authorities. In today's episode, I'm talking with Luke Martin, the CEO of the TICT. Today, we'll be talking about the wide range of business support and development opportunities on offer for industry right now. There have certainly been many announcements and information floating around, so we wanted to bring that all together for you today and um, talk to you about what that means for you and how you can get involved. And we'll also be talking about the focus areas for the TICT as we navigate through the pathway to recovery. Welcome, Luke. G'day, Amy. Good to be on this side of the uh, <laughs> speaker, the the exchange this time. I think I'm a bit more comfortable on this side, asking, uh, answering the questions I'm I, asking. Well, I was going to say, over the last couple of um, weeks since we last spoke, you've been on the other side of the microphone and enjoying it perhaps a little I bit too much. I have enjoyed it. I, it has been good. I'm a, uh, I make no frustrated secret. Frustrated radio announcer. Well, no, actually frustrated wannabe journalist. I, uh, I had a sliding <laughs> door moment when I was about 19 where I could have taken a cadetship with the, uh, the examiner and... Uh, I chose not to, and uh, it's been one of my what-if yeah. moments ever since. I don't know if it would have changed where I would have ended up, but um, I am enjoying the uh, putting the questions, although listening back, not so sure I was a natural for radio. Oh, it's always a strange moment to listen back, but um, look, congratulations on the series. I think they've been really helpful, and certainly how many, how much engagement and, and listens we've been getting, it's really surprised us both, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I know um, at the start we talked about um, the best comms method methods, and we've kind of fallen into using this. Something that we we worked on hard on the last couple of you know last six months about mm. building this podcast series up, and we're kind of trying to find a way where it was going to fit longer term. Um, you know, what, what was just a good thing to do, but mm. it's kind of served its purpose. And some of the um, listening rates have been quite amazing. Um, they have, yeah, you know, interesting. To see how this one goes compared to some of the others. I'll be, uh, I might, might, might knock me down a peg or two. Amy. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, you may not be able to to compete with Gary and Lorraine Ashdown. They were they, they were gorgeous. <laughs> they and they absolutely. Um, I could tell you um, without making any comparisons, but so, certainly more interested in talking to the Ashdowns of Dover than there are politicians. Um, that was pretty obvious. Any operators that we get on, um, I know the industry is obviously enjoying listening to their mm. colleagues. Yeah, really important to hear the experiences that others are going through. So to begin with, what has your focus been on behalf of industry over the last couple of weeks and, and really six weeks or months? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's it's been evolving, and I, I know that first one with John. I think if you listen back, you probably hear just. A sense of devastation that I think we're all feeling around those couple of weeks in the industry. Um, I know talking to Kath and Clint on another podcast today, we were reflecting on our first board meeting, as, which was right in the middle of the the negativity. And and I guess it's been a we've been on a journey. I think like everyone in the industry has, and certainly as an organisation, um, the first two or three weeks was very much response to the the almost daily kind of blows and shutdowns. It was a devastatingly quick and abrupt and um, we were very responsive I think as, as all of us in the industry were and, and trying to make 
sense of it all and and obviously try and provide some clarity to the to the industry and our stakeholders and um probably in the last 4 to 6 weeks it's been a bit of a shift towards uh, certainly thinking about well what positive things can we do as an organization namely uh, both from an industry development side of things but obviously our core role that I think most in the industry value which is a, a voice of tourism and and policy and advocacy that that kind of core role that people sort of most associate with us so that's been good on one level because it's actually been a positive process. You know, some of the programs we're talking about now have been really well received and you know, it's been actually quite constructive to focus on them. And obviously then the policy conversations have been quite positive about what we can do to sort of lay the foundations for our recovery. And I guess, um, you know, sort of putting that aside, you know, kind of re- not reflecting on the fact that our, our industry is just been hit with the almightiest of black swans and, you know, 10, 15 years of work for, I think, everyone in the industry and a lot of our operators about building up this, you know, it's great story we've created over the last couple of years, particularly about, I think, being the best tourism industry in the country. And mm. it's just basically been undermined on us and um, so quick, abrupt. Mm. Mm. So so I guess it's a balance off, try to be positive, try and be a bit niggly um, as you can to make sure the industry's priorities are being known, uh, what they need to be known, but also being realistic about this is a, a pretty shockingly devastating thing that so many business people and you know people who work in the industry, the kids who have you know, been attracted to the industry over the last five, ten years, and I know a lot of them personally and, and a lot of fellow Tasmanians, and uh, it's a pretty brutal mm. thing for a lot of them to be thinking about their future right now. Absolutely, absolutely. So if we do dig a little deeper then on some of those positive things that you were talking about that you have been able to focus your attention on and bring to the industry during this time, yeah. when perhaps they do have some time to, to look at what operators, what they can do um, to further their own knowledge base or or to, to reach out. Take us through some of those key programs and we might talk a little bit about how people can get involved if they're, if they're not already and, and what they're aiming to deliver. Yeah, um, I guess the approach we took and the government made some money available to us, which was helpful, but we also uh, were able to reset some of our existing programs that obviously were not running this year. So we had uh, resources, particularly the Tourism Awards, which is a big investment we make and a big program we run um, every year. So we've been able to reset and I guess the focus or the, the lens we've applied is, well, what's most needed right now and and also provide different, I guess, levels for different people in the industry. So if you kind of step through them, initially it was very much uh, what they, what operators needed was a, a voice to talk to about particularly their business situation. The, the government obviously made the, the business hotline available, but we, it was pretty clear that some operators needed you know, to be able to bounce questions about their financial situation and we didn't feel comfortable internally answering those questions. Um, so we made that an arrangement with Collins SBA available, which I think about 200 operators um, over the course of six weeks um, reached out to to Rob Cameron and his team at Collins SBA and I know the THA dove, the dovetailed. So yep. that, that was critically important for then. It was partly a bit of a triaging process for us as well to really identify the operators that, you know, hurting, were, yeah. and had our SOS moments. You yeah, know, there were a couple right. of them who clearly were already dealing with some challenges in their financials and mm. we were able to you know, make sure that they were the top of the lens for the government support. So, so that kind of served its purpose. Now it's about what, what can we do over mm. the next three or four months. You know, we've kind of got three critical initiatives that we were, uh, we've worked on and, and now rolling out. We, we recognised a need for some, you know, essentially mentoring with some businesses, particularly around constructive positive things they can do with their business. So you know, mindful of businesses that are export orientated international markets, what can they do in the next six to 12 months to reset their business for domestic? That idea's morphed into Incubator Plus, which is a build on a, an initiative we'd already trialled the last couple of years where we were essentially put the call out to the our network of gurus, our, our business consultants, and um, brought a team together of tourism consultants, tourism experts, operators who are particularly experienced in working with individual businesses on a bit of a 
uh, mentoring case study process. And then, uh, and then we've obviously put the call out to the industry now and say who would like you know, five hours of support uh, with their business um, in their business over the next coming months. That's been really well subscribed. We're now matching the first round, so mm. we'll have about sixty odd operators who will and be matched how, up. How do you match them by interest rate? Well, that we we didn't let we learned this last year. We ran a micro version of this last year, and uh, we found that everyone was putting their hand up for Rob Pennycott and Simon Curran, frankly, people. yeah, and Kath McCann and you know, the other well known gurus. And we found that um, what we wanted to do was identify well, what is the needs that mm. those businesses had, and a lot of them are putting their hand up around marketing, product development business finance. So so we've asked separately. We, mm. They don't know who the consultants are. Yep. I can tell you, that, you know, a lot of well-known names you'll see, but we want to identify what the needs are and then we'll uh, we'll match them with the, the skills of the, the mentors. So that'll roll out over the next few months. You know, again, first round, there'll be other rounds depending on resources that get made available, but I'm expecting that will go well. And to me, that's the hands-on support one-on-one with particularly small business operators that, you know, really do need some counselling and support and frankly not a lot of money at the moment to go yep. buying in you know advisors and business coaches so brainstorming so. working through problems looking through hand-holding. solutions yeah yeah so yep. really practical stuff we don't want to be you know have people going up advising about their social you know their facebook no, side it's yep. about you know you know building a facebook social media platform to try and gauge local market so that that's a big one the other one obviously which has obviously got a lot of interest is um the partnership for utas yeah, you know, I'm first to say I've been a little bit critical about UTAS and how it's approached our industry over the years. But in this one, they've absolutely stepped up and they identified an opportunity to help. They around essentially making free courses available for, mm. I think, two markets of individuals, uh, tourism professionals who've been stood down. So the, the hospitality managers, the the marketing crew, most of them I suspect around the industry have ever had their hours stripped back or have been mm. stood down. So mm. this is a great professional tertiary qualification opportunity to be able to spend the next six months. And then obviously those operators who have uh, been beavering away in their business for years and want, perhaps want to show something on their CV about their skills and as business operators or as tourism professionals. So, I mean, it is essentially a free opportunity. I was going to say, it's so amazing. basically it's the course fee free? Yep, that's right. So 10 grand per student. Um, yep. And, you know, I got literally got, got an update on the numbers about over 250 applications going in essentially three days. So that's great. Uh, more the merrier too from UTAS is our message. So if you're listening, yep. um, don't don't worry about caps or numbers. And if you're not familiar with, you haven't done any tertiary qualifications or it's been 20 years or 30 years since you went to uni, you know, again, there are webinars for offering. So. Mm. so what do operators who are listening today who haven't yet um, expressed an interest, where do they go to do that? Well, the follow the links is you can search Google through our UTAS networks, but the best way to find the information on both Incubator Plus and uh, and obviously the UTAS partnership, just follow the links through Tourism Talk or yep. our emails. Yep. Um, again, the email that's gone out with today's podcasts um, will have the, the links. So there is a landing page for that. It's uh, Or you can search for it on the UTAS website. Yeah. And look, we're also trying um, at Tourism Taz to, to bring together the whole myriad of support together on, on our website, which is www.tourismtasmania.com.au. And there's actually a, a tile on the front page there, which is industry assistance. So there's a number of ways you can get to it. And that would be the yeah, Incubator Plus, UTAS, and, and there's a range of other things as well. Yeah, and, that's, and there are a mountain coming in from different networks around the country. So it's an element of pick and choose what's, you know, choose your own adventure, what's relevant to you. 
I know there's a lot of national bodies that are rolling out programs as well. So they're, you know, they're all valuable. We make your own decisions. But mm. I guess the key takeout is that there should be something for you um, to be able mm. to spend some time over the next few months, you know, use the you know, horrific nature of the situation around our own businesses or people's businesses, but also use the chance to invest some time and, and take advantage of the fact that people like UTAS and government funding is making these services available, if not free, very cheap. Mm. The third program, which... I'll just mention what we're rolling out, mm. uh, which is designed absolutely to complement the UTAS. Not everyone's obviously can sign up to a tertiary qualification, but um, there is clearly a need for some t- practical tourism skills. And what we've got is a wealth of gurus around the state that we've used for various things over the years, um, delivering workshops and training and present at conferences. And I've always tossed up the idea of how do we get this online? Because obviously... Yeah, you know, it's 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 hard for everyone to get to workshops and conferences. So we've used this as the reason to do it. And yeah, you know, it's, it's called Tourism Masterclass. It'll run over twelve weeks, three months. Every week there'll be a, a an online presentation, which will be a guru, um, someone well known around the industry, specialist or experienced person in a particular field of tourism. Mm-hmm. First three weeks will be about business, finance, and accounting for tourism operators. Second tranche will be around marketing for small tourism businesses, then into sustainability and customer service and the fundamentals of good tourism. Uh, you'll get an online presentation and then there'll be two opt-in webinars, a bit of online learning. And I think everyone's obviously getting very familiar with Zoom. So, you know, by then will be, you know, an opportunity to actually turn that into a bit of a learning environment as well. So that'll run over three months and that'll be open to everyone, no cost, um, opt-in, opt-out follow the whole 12 weeks. Right, um, so you can sort of pick and choose, jump in, jump out, absolutely. depending and, on the topic. And we'll advertise who the presenters are every week and yep. essentially it'll be a, a, a choose-your-own-adventure again in terms of particular topics. Speakers will no doubt be relevant mm. and just simple practical stuff. We'll run uh, two weeks in the middle of it, two program over the two weeks where we'll have a bit of a real deep dive around you know, what's your unique selling proposition in your markets as a small business operator. And then the following week will be about well, how do you spend your you know very small marketing budget to align that. So... Absolutely geared towards SME operators, you know, small owner-operated businesses, uh, very practical stuff. And hopefully mm. everyone can, again, over the next three months, as things are obviously still going to be quiet, gives them something to focus their week around and, and to invest some time in as as, as they can do and you know, hopefully appeal to a different group of industry to, to what the UTAS mm. partnership is. And when will you be getting some more info out on that, Luke? So the, the launch of the dates will come out with this these podcasts today of ODM. So uh-huh. um, we're talking mid-May um, and we'll start the first week in June 8 and there'll be a lot of promotions coming out and they'll run essentially over the three months. And the other good thing about that model is that, you know, you can you don't have to follow the week by week. You can, it'll mm. all be available through our website, um, again, to, uh, to opt in, opt out. But then as I say, there are, there are other options. THA has got a great tipsy um, course program for practical, you know, front of house skills for those hospitality operators. ATEC's got some programs going, the National Export Tourism Market. So there yep. are no shortage of options out there. And key message is uh, make the most of them. Yeah, absolutely. So please, uh, those who are listening, check those out because there's plenty there and we'll certainly um, keep reminding you of those opportunities through Tourism Talk as well over the next couple of weeks so they're front and centre. Luke, going forward, I was talking with John a little bit about it as well. Obviously, prior to COVID-19, we were doing a really extensive consultation process, getting ready to to shape up a new Tourism 2030 strategy. Yeah. Um, where are we sitting with that now and are you sort of comfortable with how that's being approached? I mean, we're all expecting this year to be the year of defining what 2030 would be and, and laying a long groundwork for for what we wanted the next era of Tasmania's tourism to be. It's obviously a very different situation now. But 
I think, and you know, certainly the TLST board discussed this, and I know John, his team, and, and the government has as well. There was so much consultation done with that T30 process, and there's so much exciting, bold, big ideas which are just still as relevant now as Absolutely. they were. It's just we have to put them through a different prism. Yep. So the way I look at it, you know, the next 6 to 12, 18 months is going to be an element of tourism money ball. It's going to be about getting economies of scale for our businesses to be able to, you know, recover and survive. You know, we have to be a bit innovative and tactical. But when we're doing that, it's the lens about where we want to be in 2025, 2030. And that's what was exciting about T30. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I can't wait for people to see some of the big bold visions that they came up with. You know, there's an industry talk and community talking about what they wanted tourism to be, and it was exciting and bold, and it will be. It's just yep. uh, we've got to play this lens that, uh, you know, in the next six to 12 months particularly, you know, we're going to have to be quite practical and targeted about how we, you know, just get our markets back and then start laying the framework for mm. what goes on forward. I think you're right, though, that um, consultation process was just so broad and and from, from the ground up, so there's no reason why those key themes can't inform what we're doing in the future just through a different lens. Oh, and, and even reading some of the commentary, um, I mean, Tasmanians care deeply about, you know, but what became apparent during that process was Tasmanians, but also the industry, they don't want to see us go and sell the farm to try and get our visitor markets back. I mean, you know, we're going to have to be a bit innovative and, mm. as I say, a bit of money ball. What, what are the markets likely to generate the the, uh, the returns with the least investment? We're going to have to be like that because the reality is businesses and, and communities need going to need that economic hit as soon as they can get it. But um, they're also very mindful about not giving up the, the, the values and the principles that I think we all aspire towards. So... You know things like around embracing a sustainable sustainability, mm. um, you know, continuing to transition as a yield-based destination, not cheapen ourselves, um, embracing our indigenous culture. I mean, I'm expecting that will just become front and center. It's just mm. going to have to be through a different lens now. Mm. And as we we've obviously seen the the roadmap to recovery, the phased approach rolled out since we last spoke. I spoke in depth to John Fitzgerald, the CEO of Tourism Taz, around that, who's obviously on the T21 Steering Committee. Um, you're involved in that. So what will your focus be and how will you be working, I guess, with government over the next, the coming weeks as we step through that phased recovery process? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously a lot of questions and, and frustrations, and but at least there is a roadmap. And I guess if there is a light at the end of the tunnel now, particularly for the interstate activity. You know, the issues around the caps on numbers into restaurants and hospitality, obviously that creates an enormous amount of challenges for businesses and frustrations and everyone's looking at what other states are doing. So... Yeah, it's an element of voicing that frustration and, and trying to weed through the details of what of what government's requiring, particularly around obviously the workplace standards requirements. But as I say, you know, if, if you you told me that by mid mid May we'd be having coffee shops letting people dine in by mid June, hopefully accommodation will be unlimited across the state, so we can all get out and have a July school holidays around Tasmania, mm. and also see a pathway towards interstate borders, which is where really the game. Yep. is going to change for us. And I guess, you know, already mindsets have shifted from what does the interstate situation look like? We've got a bit of confidence there now, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, now it's about when the interstate border is going to reopen. And that, that's obviously where the focus is going to go in the next few weeks. Yep. Anything else you wanted to, to finish off with, Luke? Uh, no, just look, um, I think the, the, the greatest thing that's given me confidence is our networks are working. And when I say our networks, um, you know, you mentioned T21 and the partnership that, you know, we, we've, we've flogged the horse a lot about... We are unique in Tasmania, how we organise tourism. And, um, you know, other states have always been envious of our structure, the fact that we can collaborate like this, you know, your, your government, Tourism Tasmania, and we're working essentially on the same page. And we have a Premier as Minister for Tourism um, and we have, you know, senior senior public servants and industry people essentially saying the same stuff, I'd like to think. 
it is unique and it's it's certainly showing during this crisis that that network has risen to the fore. It's worked. Mm. And I guess, you know, bring that down to a little mum, dad operator who's worrying about the future and, and or someone who's you know, worrying about the career. You know, I guess you have confidence that if we are going to work our way out of this and, um, you know, lay the foundations the next golden era of Tasmanian tourism, which we've just, you know, the structure's there in place to do that. And, and I think we can work through pragmatically the way we have so far. Um, hopefully the next time you and I are talking a couple of months, Amy, we'll be talking about, you know, reopened borders and exciting summers and, you know, events restarting and, and all those things we're all going to look forward to, which will be really the symbolism of our recovery. Mm. And look, we'll continue to keep everyone updated as as everything progresses. Often things progress on a daily uh, basis and, and that's um, happening through Tourism Talk, but also, um, you know, TICT EDMs and the RTO Zoom sessions as well. So as Luke said, we're all combining to, to make sure that we're communicating with you as much as possible and as frequently as possible as new details come to hand. So Luke, thank you for everything. Um, Check out those opportunities, I think is the key message out yep. of today. And Luke's more than happy to accept questions. Yep. yep. Send them through. Send them through. I know, generally know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter handle. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> or just pick up the phone or ring. Highly visible. <laughs> Highly visible. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Luke. And yeah, look forward to talking to you again in a, in a couple of months. Cheers, Amy. Thanks. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.